Hello to all podcast 1.0 listeners. I'm Namrata and I welcome you all to an insightful and informative education episode of podcast 1.0 Foundation Series on Chatbots. Episode content is powered by Wasoch, a contextual content solution provider for green businesses in science and art fields. Today I have with me Christian Colin Burge, CEO at EdTech Foundry and is also an entrepreneurship lecturer at the University of Oslo. Hello Christian, welcome to Podcast 1.0. Hello, very nice to be here. At EdTech, Christian and his team work with teachers and schools to understand the biggest problem in education and build and test new technologies to solve them. Wow. I didn't find many people working in education sector with their bots. So you're catching the requirements and problems quite young. Yeah. Tell us what is a chatbot to you? Um a chatbot to me is quite simply a computer program that can interact with users through a uh, chat interface and um it can be quite stupid uh written based on uh, quite simple scripts or it can use um advanced machine learning. Uh, to the user quite simply then the bot becomes a helper or an assistant that helps them do a task or fulfill a need. Okay, so EdTech is currently working on Differ.chat, a chat-based class communication platform, right? Uh, that increases student engagement. And on adboards.com, where we see chatbots as digital teaching assistants. Very interesting. Tell us, how is your bot doing? Right, so... <clears throat> um, We've had quite a few requests uh from uh, teachers uh, about this new bot technologies and the trends mm-hmm. um and uh the main concerns or the the main questions they want solved is can they use a bot a chatbot to help them follow up the students uh to provide pedagogical triggers and reminders and recommended content that helps the students learn throughout the course and also uh they ask us if the uh bots can help them answer frequently asked questions from the students so what we're doing now uh we have been doing um a pilot project with uh 3000 students here in Norway and uh we are testing this aspect so how the bot can answer questions from students and how the teacher can use the bot to trigger student engagement 3000 students that that you'll be having a lot of stories to tell so mm. uh, what do you think a bot developer or designer for an educational purpose bot uh, needs to understand a lot of various out of the field perspectives to get the bot fitted into the education system and deliver well yes absolutely so i think first off a, a bot development team for education needs to have at least one teacher or uh, someone familiar with pedagogy uh, because to make good bots we first need to understand how this bot should interact with the students and what kind of learnings and engagement that this should trigger at the students um and then also of course we need uh, to be interaction designers um to really have the bot interact with the students at the right time and in the right context in the right way and of course we need engineers to build it from uh, from the bottom up okay so how do you rate them uh, are they faring better in comparison to human interactions like a professor and a student interaction and a bot and a student interaction how do you compare them 
Right, so we have some very interesting findings uh, so far. Uh, for example, we have done some spit tests where we have the teachers send out messages uh, in front of the lectures in an effort to increase the student engagement and have the students be prepared for the class. And then we do the same with the bot, where instead of this message coming from the teacher, it comes from actually a chatbot as a direct message. And very interestingly, um, we see that on, on some occasions, up to the bot gets up to five times more engagement and click-through okay. uh, than the teacher. And this is uh, quite amazing, to be honest. And uh, yeah. also, we see that the bot gets a lot of very high click-through rate or uh, many, many views on educational content sent out before the lecture. So essentially what we do is we call these pedagogical triggers and it's something that the teacher has been doing manually for a long time, uh, trying to get the students to prepare for uh, classes and, and engage in the material and reflect. Uh, so the teachers usually spend a lot of time sending out these small reminders and messages about what um, topics are up in the next class and so on. So with the bot taking over this, uh, we are able to, first of all, save time for the teacher and also personalize the triggers to each and every individual student. And we see in the end that the engagement rates are a lot higher. So it's, a, it's a very promising. So I see uh, what the task teachers are right now doing manually and, you know, trying to engage students in their sessions. They establish a bond between uh, with the students. Between There is a bond between a student and a teacher and a professor in a class. Do you see when the chatbots are introduced, does that uh, weaken the bond? Not at all. I think, if anything, it makes it stronger because it gives the teacher a new tool that they can apply. And the teacher will always be the, uh, the hero, so to speak, or the, the source of the knowledge in teaching. So uh, what the bot does is um, help take some of the tasks, that the, uh, the, the, the repetitive tasks that the teacher normally does, and it frees up time for the teacher to focus on more high quality interactions and feedback with the students. So uh, absolutely, it, it's, it's, it's an addition uh, to the teaching tools we have. It's not a replacement for the teacher. Okay, so they are an extension to the teacher. And absolutely. They, yeah, so uh, um, you talked about the conversion rate, the response rate. How are you managing the data part of the bot, which is uh, uh, interacting with students and professors? and? Uh, is the, uh, are you facing any privacy issue or any um, ethical issue uh, in that case? Yeah, so the privacy um, requirements in education is quite high. Um, so any kind of technology or software we bring in that treats personal data from the students or the teachers needs to adhere to these, uh, these requirements. And the bot is the same. So. When we, do, when we work with schools and universities, uh, we have data processing agreements with them and it states how and when we can process data and what kind of suppliers, third-party suppliers we can use. So it's very strict and then we have to take this seriously, certainly when working with bots as well, because the bot then receives messages, personal messages from the students. Yeah.
Okay, so uh, so there are uh, you are in the process of setting lines and there are strict rules and ethical standards to be followed while you do the uh, introduce the bot uh, ecosystems into established systems, right? Yeah, so so the rules and the laws are are there already. It's just about um, any bot company complying to them. Pretty straightforward, just uh, very strict. So you have to make sure that you do everything right. Who do you think should focus on chatbot and its technology in the knowledge world? And what areas do you see as early adopters? Well, we are out sometimes uh, speaking at events. And whenever we talk about chatbots, the all the, the eyes of the participants, especially the teachers, really uh, <laughs> open wide because they, as soon as they understand what a chatbot is, they see this okay. huge potential for, for this, uh, I mean, personalizing the feedback uh, in classes. It's, it's really impossible for teachers to follow up each and every student, uh, uh -huh. especially if you have big classes. And uh, the bot can do this quite effectively. Uh, so okay. certainly if, if you're a teacher or if you work in education, I think you should definitely follow this uh, this uh, trend it has like potential. Sounds like a relief to all the professors and coaches and teachers in the industry. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think is the right time to welcome this big to in the world? Yeah, so the time is now, definitely. So, uh, we don't have time to sit and wait. Um, we start now, and the most obvious place where, the, where a bot can uh, have immediate impact is uh, by answering frequently asked questions from students. Uh, this is the classic uh, support case, uh, which is also the same in, in enterprises and corporates, where you have incoming questions from a uh, big group of users, and uh, it's very resource demanding to, to handle this. And, and this is the same for the teacher. I mean, the teacher teaches uh, sometimes many hundred courses, and these uh, students, or many hundred students, I'm sorry, and these students have usually the same questions over and over again, and, and the bot can answer these quite mm -hmm. efficiently. Um, one area where uh, I think it's not come so far, where I think the potential is even bigger, is what we call the pedagogical triggers, uh, where we actually use the bot uh, not simply as a tool to answer incoming questions, but to mm -hmm. uh, send triggers and reminders at the right time during the course to increase uh, engagement and increase uh, learning. I think that's um, uh, huge potential and uh, currently no best practice uh, in this. So uh, that's what we're working to develop. Okay, no best practice. So uh, you are developing best practices. So what? how do you see the innovation space evolving in the BART economy? Well, of course, we have some uh, big technological trends that's uh, recently has made bots quite uh, more versatile and natural language processing and, and machine learning, of course. Uh, bots have been around for many years. It's just now that it's technology is kind of catching up with uh, mm -hmm. uh, with what we want to do with bots. So um, mm -hmm. um, definitely, I think the time is right now uh, to work with this. Uh, however, I would like to say that uh, I don't think it's necessary to have advanced NLP or machine learning to make a useful and valuable bots, valuable bot. Um, one example of this is um, what one thing we've used the bot to do is to send a reminder or a trigger uh, just a few hours before class, and reminding the student what the topic will be in the lecture and 
providing also a link to some educational content that is relevant for the lecture. And this is not something you need uh, heavy machine learning to do. You just The system just needs to know when the lecture is, uh, what the topic is, and what kind of content is relevant for that. So There will be a lot of students listening to this. So what do you have to say to them about the career options that are available in this space? Apart from the, the heavy technologies, of course, NLP and, and machine learning, I think there's a growing opportunity that's coming up uh, when it comes to design of bots, uh, conversational interfaces. I see many designers now, or interaction designers, or even graphical designers, who are trying to make the switch to uh, work with conversational interfaces. Um, it ha it's not established yet, as far as I know, as a, as a field in itself. So I think this will grow. And I think uh, there's certainly room for many more talented people who focus only on designing conversational uh, interfaces. Designing and conversational interfaces has, seems to be very hard. So, uh, what aspects do you consider most important while designing a bot framework for education? Right, so I think one important thing for, for any person or team building bot frameworks for education is that uh, uh, we can't assume that a teacher will know exactly how to apply a bot uh, in their courses. Uh, what we've learned in our piloting so far is that uh, if we just give a bot as a tool to a teacher, uh, the bot will quite naturally just use it as a right hand and, and give like uh, use it to try to force the students to do extra work. And this will not necessarily be uh, received well um, by the students. So we need to, any kind of bot framework needs to take into account, uh, we need to know on behalf of the teacher how the bot should behave in their courses and then make sure that the bot behaves in that fashion. How the bot reacts to students' queries, how the bot handles students' learning process, all this is taken care of by the teachers and the professors that deploy bots in their, um, in their framework, or is there a support or some hand-holding in that case? Yeah, absolutely. We, we are doing everything uh, here now, so we're doing uh, all of it now for the teachers, uh, very, very oh. close relationship. And um, okay. the metrics we are following, uh, quite simply, we are looking at activity first. Uh, what kind of uh, bot behavior increases uh, student activity and what we call student engagement. Um, what we would do then, uh, of course, uh, later on is to look at the, at the relationship between the activity we created and the actual learning outcomes measured in grades, etc. Uh, but grades are only measured once per semester in most most uh, courses, so um, mm -hmm. data is not so so easily available. Okay, how do you grade a bot in in, in its performance in a particular semester for a particular batch? <laughs> do you rate yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. So so what we do is of course we uh, we see if uh, students interact with the bot or ask questions to the bot. And uh, more importantly, we see the engagement rates on triggers and reminders sent by the bot. So, for example, if we send out a, a trigger uh, linked to a lecture that has some sort of pedagogical uh, content, uh, video or a PDF or something linked to that, then we measure the click-through rates and, and uh, any kind of engagement on that material. And uh, this is 
how we do most most of our work now. We we to make a best practice on how to make these triggers, we send out different kinds of triggers and we test different variables, and then we we measure these uh, engagement rates uh, up against each other. Oh, great! So this is the last one for you. What do you think is hot, and what is uh, what do you think is not for a chatbot? Uh, I don't see a lot of. Uh, activity on bots in education yet. Most of the activity in the, is in the enterprise or consumer markets. Um, but I would really like to see a lot more schools, a lot more teachers, and also a lot more bot startups and companies engaged in this uh, education space. I think that would be uh, fantastic. And uh, just to, to reach out to those who are interested in this field, uh, we are going to South by Southwest Education in Austin in March. Uh, to talk about our experiences with the bots and uh, would very much like to meet any other people who are also working with bots in the education space. Thank you. Thank you very much, Christian, for this informative and thought-provoking chat today. I look forward to listening from students and professors from around the world about their learning and chatbot experiences. And in Austin, you told Austin in March, right? Yes, you are discussing right. that. Okay, okay. Yeah, wonderful. I also thank all the wonderful listeners out here and the passionate people in BART community. I meet you all in the next episode of Podcast 1.0. Till then, bye bye and happy learning. Thank you.